Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Hey, hello everybody, and again, welcome to Computer and Technology Radio Show with... I am Mark Cohen. She is Marsha Collier, and we're here to bring you the latest news and reviews and everything tech-related. You know, whether you're a beginner or an expert, we've got something for you. So uh, enjoy the show, and Marsha, hello. Oh, lots of tech news this week, and something we're not going to cover in depth, but last night, you know, there was a launch from Vandenberg Air Force Base for SpaceX. Right. And there's another launch on Monday, which is that big launch that everybody's been waiting for. It's the first full test. So that ought to be interesting. So anybody who's interested in that, I suggest either you go to the SpaceX website, which has the best video. Have you been there, Mark? You know, I think I have from time to time. And they also broadcast it live on Twitter and keep the recordings up. So it's all pretty cool. And I definitely recommend if you're a space nut, like I am, just go online and you'll be able to watch it. Just unfortunately, Vandenberg is not far from where we both live. Right. But there were so many clouds last night, you couldn't see a thing. Yeah, that's too bad. Yeah, it was a shame. But that's fun stuff to watch when you see it up in space. Oh, um, yeah. All right, so we haven't been. We've kind of avoided Twitter news lately, but this. But too one, much I, is too much has happened on Twitter that it's, it's time. Yeah, it just. <laughs> I mean, all right, this is a story that makes no sense to me, the latest thing that Elon is doing. You know, when Twitter started, was was it 140 that was the original? Right. Okay, so the 140 characters, you were able to write a short, concise tweet about whatever you wanted to talk about. Right. Well, now apparently Twitter Blue subscribers are going to have the option of going up to 10,000 characters. Got it. So, yeah, why? Who cares? I'm never going to read this that. What's makes the point? so much sense. Really? So much sense. We're going to talk about subscriptions in a minute. Remember, Elon is trying to make a website that keeps everybody there. Okay. Okay. So instead of having threads for tweets, mm-hmm. you'll notice that some longer tweets, like the one in this story right. from Tr- Twitter White, Right, <laughs> not right, right. Yeah. Um, end with three dots. If it ends with three dots, that means you can click there to read more. Okay. And people, there was a site. There is a site called Medium. There is a site called Substack, where people do blogs, and they get paid for it okay. by their readers. So we'll talk about that in subscriptions, but this is Elon's move to move over these bloggers, these journalists who were writing their own content, and to put them on Twitter. And we'll talk about how you can subscribe to them in a minute, but I think it's a great move because it will keep more people on the site. Right. I mean, I guess, I don't know, they talked about this app researcher uh, woman who posted one full tweet of just the letter A to test the 10,000 character limit and apparently reduced this huge screen that can fill up your entire Twitter feed and more. Well, Um, I might add that the person, I believe, who posted that mm -hmm. was an ex-Twitter employee who's not real happy with the company. (laughs) Maybe. I, 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 I believe so, yeah. 
I mean, if you, you know, it'll be interesting to see how this works. Do we know yet? Uh, I don't recall how many actually paid subscribers are there. The last I saw was like 450,000 out of the 450 million Twitter users, some number like that. I haven't seen the numbers. Yeah. And frankly, I don't expect us to be seeing the numbers because it's not a public company anymore. Right, correct. They don't he will be probably annually or biannually sending reports out because he has to do that for advertisers. And if he wants to build the advertiser base again, he's got to get some good numbers out there. So right. this this platform of making it a content platform, I mean, Substack has gone wild. People are making their living from Substack. Mm -hmm. And Elon ended the ability to link to Substack from Twitter when he did these extra long tweets. Mm -hmm. So in other words, you can't publicize your Substack and have people go over to Substack to read it. Now you can copy and paste right onto Twitter and uh, you'll get paid for your work. Okay. And for the first year, I do believe he's not, Twitter is not taking a percentage. You know, Google takes uh, 30%, Apple takes a percent, they all take a percentage, which I'm sure Twitter will in the end, and especially if it's successful. Mm -hmm. But for the first year, all the money will be going to the content providers, which are regular people who write stories and such on Twitter. Well, it'll be very interesting to see. I, you know, I had the opposite, and and you have good points. I have the opposite of I, I'm never going to read. I say never, uh, you know, a long article on Twitter because I want to see. Hey, what did this, you know? What do they say about the Lakers today on Twitter? You know, four okay, lines. but but let's say it's one of the people that you normally read, right, out there on the web. Now they on their Twitter page, yeah. are posting exclusive content for Twitter, right? I mean that that's magic. Yeah, be interesting. You could, you'll be able to find it all, and we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. Um, all right. So Elon, who bowed out of Chat GPT, he was on the original. Was it the original board? I think um, of the committee that put was beginning to put GPT together, and he was kind of backing away from AI. Uh, well, apparently, he's created a new company, an AI company called X dot AI. Um, the company has a Nevada filing incorporated last month, and Musk is the director. Uh, Jared Birchall, the director of Musk's family office, listed as secretary. Um, and it indicates that the business went online March 9th of 2023. So the question, nobody knows, I guess, for sure what he's going to do with this. But he plans to create an AI firm to compete with Microsoft's open, uh, ba uh, Microsoft-backed OpenAI, and uh, he even apparently sought funding from SpaceX and Tesla investors to get the company going. Ooh, so, isn't it nice to have a base of investors? Huh? Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Exactly. Um, you know, he made apparently, according to uh, tw an interview on Twitter Spaces, when he was asked about GPU, he purchased, uh, the company he purchased, the billionaire made no mention of his plans to build an AI company. So who knows? What does this all mean? What's he going to do with it? Uh, and, and again, he go ahead. Yeah, well, I was going to say more on that same topic. Um, of course, he's going to have an AI comp. I want you to remember his goal is to make an all-in-one platform. Right. And to that end, I read the legal documents this week. Twitter Inc. no longer exists. Period. 
Yes, correct. It's gone. Yeah. He filed papers. It's no longer a Delaware corporation. Uh, I think it's a Florida corporation. I don't quite remember. And uh, he's filed to X Corp. Now, X.com was his original baby. X.com was the first thing that made him money. Right. I was a member of X.com. It was a payment service before PayPal. And it became PayPal. He ended up merging with PayPal. So that is how he technically became part of the PayPal mafia. <laughs> right. Okay. So, you know, they refer to that as the founders of PayPal who have all gone on to great success on the internet. Mm. So, I mean, X.com is his base. And that's a payment platform. Yeah. So we're going to talk about another thing that maybe you'll be able to pay through x.com for. So, I mean, if you're going to build an all-in app, like I said when he bought the company, that he's going to try to create WeChat, you have to have content. He's building that content subscription. He's building a payment platform. So... I think it's going to make it a whole lot more interesting, an AI company. And, yeah, I mean, it should yeah. be, yeah. I mean, I think it would be interesting. It almost looks a little bit to me like the concept of uh, Mark Zuckerberg, who wasn't he on our show last week? I think Mark <laughs> Funny, Zuckerberg. yeah. No. yeah. Uh, he uh, created the metaverse, and, you know, he's trying to create a whole place where you can go in there and buy houses and buy land and interact with everything. So it strikes me as a little bit similar to what uh, Zuckerberg's trying to do. Not really, because Zuckerberg came up with this imaginary thing. Right. Uh, Elon is patterning after WeChat, yeah. after X.com, after things that really exist and have been wildly successful. Right. No, that, his is a little bit out of The metaverse Zuckerberg. blows, yeah. and nobody <laughs> goes there. Yeah, I don't even know how you get to the directions to metaverse, but uh, I guess we'll find it somewhere. Uh, well, so I that, mean, then the icing on the cake... Is is the next thing. Yeah. And this is crazy. I was blown away because I looked up the company. Okay, so Twitter partnered with a company called eToro, whom I had never heard of. Nor had I. And I had to look it up. They've been in business since 2007. Um, I believe, so what they do is they're going to be able to enable... Twitter users to trade stocks and crypto. Okay, so you're seeing a plan here. X.com will give them the money trading, kind of right. like PayPal. Now you can... Are you familiar with cash cash tags? Cash tags? Yes. No. Okay, you know there are hashtags on Twitter, correct? Yeah, of course. Okay, if you're on Twitter... And you know a stock symbol. If you put a dollar sign next to the stock symbol, it's called a cash tag. Okay. In other words, you do a star symbol AA. That right. would be American Airlines, okay? If you click a cash tag, different from a hashtag, mm -hmm. it, and you find it on Twitter and you click on it, it takes you to a page very similar to like, You'd see on Google Finance or Yahoo Finance or something like that with a chart, the latest news for that company, what's going on with that company. 
It's incredibly helpful. Hmm. And then on that page will be is a link to go to eToro. Now, the thing they haven't mentioned here, and eToro US tweeted it, when X.com started, they had a thing to grow users like join and get $10 and invite someone else and they get $10 too. Mm-hmm. I saw a tweet from uh, about the eToro partnership that you join and get $30. And if you recommend someone, they get $30 too. Now, yeah. that method of acquiring users... I mean, let's face it, $30, $60 is still a lot cheaper than the cost of acquisition of most users on the internet these days. And it can really, really pay off. So you'll be able to yeah. click through to eToro. And a, a thing about eToro is a lot of people were not taught about the stock market and finances and things like that. I mean, my daughter, unbelievably, in the school that she went to a prep school, they had a class where they had a, a fake portfolio, right. you know, and they yeah, sure. invest in it. And, yeah, well, there's a lot of sites that do that. But No, but most schools don't do that. Right. Well, that is part of eToro. Well, whether a lot of sites do that or not, the point is this will be built into Twitter. So anybody who goes to Twitter regularly can go there and make a beginning portfolio without investing really, just play money, and invest in all kinds of asset classes, including crypto, and see how they do. El Toro, yeah, um, eToro uses TradingView as its market data partner, which is darn reliable. Yeah, I mean, it's very interesting. I, you know, he's, as you say, he's trying to combine, make Twitter a place that you want the, your first stop for everything. I mean, the next thing will be a, a, you know, a drug prescription company like Mark Cuban did. Well, so you see, that's that's a perfect thing that you mentioned. That's, that's brilliant. Um, on WeChat, you can order anything. You can call a car. You can get a black car for the airport. You can order right. your food. You can buy stock. Yep. You can pay your rent. Uh, you can do anything. The WeChat app in China is unbelievable. Um, I don't think people in the U.S. can get it anymore. I have it because... I was verified by somebody in China, hmm. and I was over there. But it's an amazing app, and if you want to learn about it, I'm sure you can Google it and yeah. see about it. Well, in the last story we were talking about Twitter is a super follow feature that uh, is going to allow, I guess, subscription services. So if you, someone likes your content, Marsha, if I'm understanding this correctly, you can have them subscribe for a fee. And listen to your books on tape. What you know, whatever whatever you would put in there. Well, this is what I said earlier. They're doing away with super follows. In other words, they're rebranding it to subscriptions. Right. So there'll be subscriber only spaces. There'll be those ten thousand word articles that we've talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is going to be a content creator's paradise. And Elon said for the next twelve months. Twitter will keep none of the money, as I said. You'll receive whatever money we receive, so that's 70% for subscriptions on iOS and Android, because Google charges the 30%, and and Apple does as well, and more or less 92% on the web, depending on the payment processor. Mm-hmm. So 
there, he gives more details. We won't bore you with it right now. But if you're a content creator or if you have something to share or if you're interested in the market, if you're interested in marketing, if you're interested in customer service, anything, and you want to write something, you'll be able to put it on there. And if you're good enough, hopefully people will subscribe to it. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting. Uh, he's a brilliant guy. I would never count him out in what he's trying to do. So uh, every day there's a new th- you know, add-on to the Twitter story. So we'll see. Right. So, I mean, um, you can offer subscriptions at two ninety nine, four ninety nine, and nine ninety nine. Uh, you have to have at least ten thousand active followers to subscribe. Right. And you have to have at least five hundred followers. Posted twenty five tweets in the past thirty days, or be at least eighteen years old. So there are a lot of lot of extra requirements. You can find it under the Twitter rules and policies. This is something we'll keep you posted on, but I think this is an excellent opportunity for anybody who has a regular job and you're smart and you want a side gig. Yeah, what the heck? Give yeah, 50, exactly. 50, 100, $200 extra a month that could really grow. Yeah, very interesting. Uh, there's a bunch of stories about chat GPT. Chat, um, uh, as we all know, this is the, well, or most of us know at this point, it's the a website you can go in and create a story and ask it. As I read a funny one last week on the show, if you were listening to us last week about how Mark Zuckerberg was on our show, and you know it was, it's very fascinating. There's a lot of interesting things about it, but apparently because no one really reads the fine print, well, so, Marsha, you do, I'm sure, but a lot of people don't. You know, they just go to a website and says, "Okay, do you agree to everything we say? You know, we're going to take your house, we're going to take your firstborn child." People just don't read that. So there's some concern now that ChatGPT, if you use it, you may get sued for using certain things in the article, and someone could come across and say that you stole my, you know, my my story, you stole my this, whatever. Yeah, it well, was. well, that's not that's not exactly it. Um, I thought we were going to talk about uh, the cheats the oh, well, we'll do that. before yeah. that, but the story here is. We know nobody reads terms of uh, Right, service. that's what I said. Okay, yeah. right. That's exactly what you said. But the story here is in the chat GPT terms of service, in section seven, it says, you will defend, indemnify, and hold harmless us, our affiliates, and our personnel from and any and against any claims, losses, and expenses, including attorney's fees arising from or relating to your use of the services, including your content, products, or services you develop or offer in connection with the services and your breach of these terms of violation of applicable law. And in essence, what that means, if you're using ChatGPT to write something, if you're using ChatGPT to, to develop an app, If you're using ChatGPT for letters or something and you end up getting sued and, of course, the person who'd be suing you because your defense will, oh, I will use ChatGPT. Okay, so then they're going to sue OpenAI because they know that obviously OpenAI has much bigger pockets than you do. Right. Uh, mm, No. The terms of service says you've given up the rights. To that, so not only will you have to cover your own legal expenses 
as well as whatever financial blow you might encounter from the lawsuit, you'll also have to cover 100% or potentially greater if there's punitive damages, right. uh, court costs that OpenAI could potentially incur, including their legal fees. Yeah, there you go. You so, heard it here first. We <laughs> warned you to read the fine print and everything you do because there's always something in there that is a big surprise. Okay, so I've come up with a suggestion. This is an idea maybe to save us from this. Why not every time you come to a page where it has terms of service or privacy, Mm -hmm. copy it and paste it into a chat GPT or Bard, you know, the Mm -hmm. Google Bard, and say, please give me the high points of this. Yeah. So it can condense it down so you can see maybe what your liabilities will be by using something. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, there, you know, this goes back to the privacy issue. And, of course, California, and I think there were some other states that you they had to reveal their privacy policy and you have the right to opt out here in California. And a lot of companies make that very easy to do. You and hit, a lot of companies make it damn hard. It's impossible. So the easy ones are click here. Do you want this? Do you want this? Do you want this? Confirm. Okay, great. You do that. But the other ones, as Marcia just said, you have to go through 47 pages and then it sends you to some other site. Well, right? we use this site, you know, so you have to go there. And, and then you it's have to impossible. look to find. And It's, it's impossible. Terrible. It's it is impossible. And then you get to the point where I say, screw this. I'm just going to, I want to go to the site. I'm going to forget about it. No, I've is, just backed, I have started backing out. If they yeah. don't well, make have, it simple, have to do that. you can find the same story on another website. You just have to Google the keywords. Right. Exactly. Well, correct. You know. So, uh, all right. So, talking about Chat, chat GPT, um, here's some of the good things, maybe some of the bad things about it. Uh, apparently, someone created a game, uh, a combination of Sudoku and Picross, which I don't know what Picross is. I've never seen that game before, but they created a game. Uh, on the um, on ChatGPT called Simplete, uh, you eliminate numbers, you do other things. So it, cre- it gave someone the ability to create a video game that was uh, apparently kind of cool. Uh, you also have a number of other things. For example, you can get writing letters. You, you know, you just ask G- ChatGPT to write some letters, and people are using it to help them fight their traffic tickets. So uh, if a parking company is going to send automated letters telling us we have to pay a fine, why not use AI to fight the fine? And, and again, using- if you make a legal mistake using chat GPT, we'll go back to the earlier story. Right. Uh, they're not liable. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I mean, chat GPT, apparently uh, someone in the UK uh, sent a letter to the uh, York City Council, which convinced them to withdraw a fine of 60 pounds, around 75 bucks. Um, a UK motorist used ChatGPT to help him reduce a fine for stopping at the Gateway Airport from uh, 100 pounds to 15 pounds. So that's interesting. I mean, I don't know how often that works and whether it actually works. Uh, here's the story on ChatGPT, Marsha, that you know we've talked about writing and things. Uh, can be helpful if you're writing a TV show, for example. Uh, they'll and, do the writing. And, and then again, we've heard of, not only heard of, we know for sure that ChatGPT scrapes the internet and scrapes copyrighted information. Of course. If yeah. you plagiarize somebody else's stuff, yeah, you're you going to get sued. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and apparently, I I've never heard of this, but apparently there's an AI written parody of Seinfeld called Nothing Forever. Have you ever seen that? 
I don't have time for that. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what it is. But it looks like a uh, 8-bit video game that originally came out. Um, can help you find obscure movie references, which you can pretty much do on the Internet as well. But uh, if you search for what the film, uh, the main character in a film with a small green alien in the swamp, blah, blah, blah. Uh, well, you can do that pretty much with Twitter, uh, with um, uh, Google or anything else. You know, if you're looking, I really don't find what I'm looking for when I describe things like that. Um, helps you to, you know, here, Marcia, where we run into your area, it says it helps you to produce books. You know, Kindle stores being flooded with hundreds of books produced by AI, um, robot writers coming across. You know, I, I think that that does diminish the value of someone like you who's an actual author. Who well, the sit- thing is, one of the things they still can't do is they can't put the personality into their writing. Right. Which is the same reason Joe Rogan did a podcast through AI. Yep. Where everything was done by AI, even copying his voice. Right. And it wasn't as good as listening to Joe Rogan. No, it's not. Not be. that I'm a big fan, but I no, mean, nor am I, I know actually. he is good, and it's still, it may end up getting that much better, but right yeah. now it definitely isn't. Yeah, uh, you can write song lyrics. You can ask GPT to uh, pen songs inspired by your favorite uh, musicians. Again, it may well, as we're talking about again, violate copyright copyright rules on music, and those are very stringent. Uh, When we first started doing this show and uh, 12 years ago, we couldn't use certain kinds of music to do an intro, to do something like that, because you had to be able to pay for the right to use that. I mean, on KBC, we used to use the Star Wars thing. We paid for the right to do that. So you got to be careful if you're writing song lyrics because you may just end up writing a Billy Joel song and thinking it was your own uh, song that you Creation, yes. Yeah, your own creation. And lastly, plan a vacation. Uh, This uh, site tried experience... Expedia, not experience. Expedia's chat GPT integration that helped them organize a trip to Paris. And that was kind of cool. So, you know, there's some good stuff. There's some bad stuff around, obviously. Uh, and as it evolves, we'll get further and further into these kind of issues. So kind of crazy, huh? Yeah, I'm planning a trip and I tried that chat GPT trip. Oh, you did end? Go away. Go away. Really? Didn't work well, huh? Well, the thing is, I knew the city, which is ah. why it was a real test. Yeah, because I, I knew what was BS and what isn't. And there was a lot of BS in there. Oh, I'm sure. There was a lot of BS. There's hidden sponsorships, stuff like that. But, you know, I'm a big environmentalist. I'm one of those people. I, you know, separate everything for recycling. I'm green and I try no pla- try not to use plastic bottles. So I'm always into the environmental impact of everything and who would figure that ai has a huge environmental impact right there's a new paper that they found out training gpt3 requires water to stave off the heat produced during the computational process now yeah that's interesting if we think about that you know when you buy an alien computer for gaming they even have water cooled computers right I mean, these are things people have in their home. This is just not something you have at big companies. Oh, no, no. That was a big deal uh, back when gaming was heavy duty. It still is, but when it was that you had a really cool air, a water-cooled machine. Yeah, you can still get them. Oh, yeah, I'm sure you can. But it seems that every 20 to 50 questions, 
chat GPT servers need to drink the equivalent of a liter, 16.9 ounces, mm-hmm. water bottle. Yeah. Because they need the cooling. Right. So there's very little data right now on AI and sustainability, but they there are universities working on it right now. Microsoft was estimated to use 700,000 liters or about 150, 185,000 gallons of fresh water. Mm. I mean, that's enough water to fill a nuclear reactor cooling tower. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this kind of goes back to the, we talked about Bitcoin, about how the yep. uh, the energy use and the electrical use of what the Bitcoin creation does. Thousands of computers running simultaneously, you know. Right. So that's, uh, that's the same amount that of water used to produce 370 BMW cars or 320 Tesla right. vehicles. Yeah, that's a lot. But this is crazy. Yeah. This is just crazy. Okay. So well, we have to address now. Think about the environment every time you use ChatGPT. Yeah, exactly. No one's going to do that. <laughs> no one using GPT is going to go. I'm not playing with it. I got better things to do with my time. Yeah, there you go. But all right, it is now the time of the show. We research the planets, the universe, and woot woot. I say today for the buy of the week. The buy buy of the of the week. week. Yes. There we go. By the week. Uh, okay, yeah. Video um, audio receivers can be extremely expensive. If you've got a nice uh, system at home, you know, TV, uh, you know, a big screen TV, and you got good speakers, but you know, now you've run out of money. You really don't want to spend a fortune on audio stuff. So, um, Woot has a, uh, I guess it's Pile seven point one channel. Hi-Fi Bluetooth stereo amplifier, 2,000 watts, AV home theater speaker, a subwoofer, a surround sound receiver with radio, USB, RCA plug, HDMI, mic inputs, supports 4K UHD TV, 3D Blu-ray. So it kind of report, uh, it, it covers pretty much everything you need. Um, I've never owned this brand, but on Amazon, there are 792 ratings for this, of which they give it a uh, one, two, three and a half uh, out of four star. And it is a really good price. Uh, the normal price on this is two sixty nine ninety nine, and you can get it on Woot today for $129.99. And that's really inexpensive for an audio receiver. I mean, they could be thousands of dollars if you get a high-end okay, receiver. Okay, why do you really need an audio receiver? If I mean, you, you have a sound bar, I mean... Well, because the auto receiver does a, a multitude of different things. It allows you to switch between your CD, your DVD, your Blu-ray, your, um, uh, your uh, uh, I just want blank, satellite companies like DirecTV. And, and it gives you sound qualities and it gives you a lot of other things that you can't just do from a sound bar. Some sound bars don't have the ability to adjust things. So this one can adjust. You can Use your smartphone, your iPhone, your iPad, whatever, uh, and adjust it through that. So it gives you a lot of controls that you don't have on a sound bar. Uh, it's equipped with a DSP sound processing technology, echo, bass, treble, microphone. It, it does a lot of things that the sound bar doesn't do. And if you get a, even a high-end sound bar, which I actually have because I wanted one with my new TV, I bought the LG sound bar. It has some adjustments on it, but not to the level that you'll get by running it through an audio speaker. My so, ears aren't that good. I don't care. 
Yeah, you know, I don't disagree with that, but there are a lot of audiophiles out there who love to listen to, uh, you know, movies like, what's the one with Tom Cruise uh, that everybody loved? The, the uh, oh God, the plane, the one where he's a pilot. Top Gun. Top Gun, thank you. They sit in the room and they blast through their audio and their speakers the sounds of jets Oh, of course, through. of course. And in most TV shows, it does break down, even with a normal sound bar. Yeah, exactly. So this is a good deal. Again, it's the Pile 7.1 channel Hi-Fi Bluetooth stereo speaker, uh, amplifier rather. It is available on Woot today, a markdown from two sixty nine ninety nine down to one twenty nine ninety nine. That's fifty two percent off the price, and that is our buy of the week. Now, if you don't know about Woot, Woot was an amazing discount website for at least a decade. Yeah, a lot, it, of, think a lot of, of fun, it, too. Think of it as the TJ Maxx of yep. electronics. Yeah. I mean, they had deals that were crazy then, and they were a lot of fun because they used to put games. They used to play music. They used to do oh, all kinds of things. Yeah. And then they were acquired by Amazon, and they've tried to keep the personality a bit. It's not quite as fun as it used to be, but there are definitely deals in any category you can think of, even home and garden. Uh, so I recommend check out Woot. It's it's a very They're cool great. website. And they used to sell, they pro- I think they still do. Don't they sell the crap bags? Bags of crap, yes. Bags of crap, I've right. never been able to win a bag of crap on that website, ever. Yeah, oh, you have to win it? or you, I thought you just bought it. What? It goes up for sale until however many they've got. Yeah, oh, or sold, sold. right, 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 right. Right. Well, I've never been so they fast go so enough. quickly. You know, they go so quickly. Yeah, uh, you have that's to keep kind of refreshing fun. your screen the whole thing. So we're getting tight on time here. So let's. Uh, what do we got? Oh, well, Amazon has yeah. changed their return policy, and I think this makes a lot of sense from a business standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, Amazon has a lot of locations. They've got distribution centers. They've got Whole Foods. They've got Amazon Fresh. They have a lot of places where you could return your items. And certainly it's a lot easier for them, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, Kohl's. But a lot of people opt for the fact to drop off packages at UPS. Right. You know, inside third-party businesses. Well, you know, Amazon's saying, I think we've given you enough options. Right. So most items under $50 from Amazon have a free return option. Mm -hmm. Um, If you want to use UPS, you may get charged an extra dollar. Yeah, not a big deal. but Not a big deal. And I think it's legit. And, you know, they're kind enough to take back everything. Just follow what they want to do. And it's pretty amazing, these drop-off spots. They work extremely well, you know, Whole Foods, Kohl's, Amazon stores. Uh, and that's kind of cool. And Amazon has had a really pretty good return policy. If something, you know, if you want to return something, not even if it's faulty or whatever, you just decide, I don't like it. I don't like the color it comes in. Uh, they're pretty good about returning things. Yeah. So I've got to give them kudos to that. Yeah, and besides, every time I drop something off at Amazon Fresh, I get to buy a slice of pizza. Yeah, there you <laughs> so, go. I love that. How is their pizza? Darn good. Darn really? good. Yeah, I've recommended it to a couple of people. And they have about six different types of pizza. Uh-huh. So it's by their deli department, and they'll make them fresh. You can buy a whole pie. Uh, one, It was, I think, nine ninety nine for a whole pizza with lots of stuff on it. And I, I don't remember the price of a slice of pizza. But it wasn't much at all. And it's great. And then they cook it right there. They nice. have a whole little pizza department. 
Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, so yeah, that's it nice. makes it makes it fun to return your stuff. Uh, all right, you want to talk about Samsung, or should we move on to well, Samsung real quick? If you're in the market for a tablet, and I am so in the, my my tablet is so old, it's it's chugging along, and I'm holding out for the Pixel tablet, but Samsung has obviously got something new coming out. Um, you know, they have their A series, which is basically their budget version, and they have their S series. But you see, the A-Series has so much going for it because it is Samsung. Yep. Um, a great display, expandable to one terabyte on the A8. And they're selling it for $178 at Amazon. I mean, the price drop is insane. They must, because it's 329 at Best Buy and they have it on sale. Yeah, they got to have something coming out. They're, you know, cl- These are closeouts or something. Right. I mean, it's a 10.5-inch let me see, LCD screen, the S8 has an AMOLED screen, and they're discounting the that too. So not to use a lot of time on this, if you're looking for a tablet and you can't wait to get the uh, Pixel tablet and you're an Android person, mm-hmm. I highly recommend you jump in on these sales for the Samsung tablets. There you go. Okay, streaming this week. Uh, and a lot of these stay the same from week to week, but the and I've seen some of these films. I have not seen this yet, and I don't know, Marsha. Have you seen Tetris yet? No, it's on my list. Okay, so that was the original story of the creator of Tetris, and there was some intrigue and some mafia, if I remember right, and it came out of Russia. Um, John Wick still stays on the list. Uh, that's the original John Wick because the new one, I believe, is out now. I'm not quite sure if it's actually hit yet. John Wick Four. Um, I did watch Murder Mystery. Two. Well, this is murder. Yeah, this is Murder Mystery Two, uh, which is Jennifer Anderson and um, Adam Sandler, and it's fun. It's mindless. It's stupid, but they're fun people. And if you saw the first one or you haven't, you can pick that up on Netflix as well. Uh, that's Murder Mystery Two. Again, let's skip everything everywhere all at once. We've done enough on that. Um, Eighty for Brady. Very enjoyable movie. Fun with all these great actresses, Lily Tomlin, uh, Jane Fonda, Sally Field, and Rita Moreno. Uh, just a lot of fun movie. Uh, the story of their uh, a true story of uh, 80-year-old-plus women who love Tom Brady and tried to figure out a way to get into the Super Bowl. Um, another couple don't know much about, uh, Triangle of Sadness, uh, Unbearable Weight of uh, Massive Talent, Top Gun Maverick. That one certainly deserves a great company. A great movie, rather. The Passion of Christ, which is, if I remember right, that's a really old movie. Well, um, it was Easter. Oh, right. That makes sense. Okay. And Chupa, which I also don't know what it is about. It's a kid's movie. Well, the top uh, 10 is- streaming shows, TV shows, there's a new one that shot right up to the top called Beef. I watched it. Did you? I, What'd you think? I, yeah, I've watched the first three episodes. It's bizarre it's ali wong who's a comedian and she's very good and i don't really know what to think of it but i'm watching it and well it's two people let a road rage incident burrow into their minds and slowly consume their every thought and action very it's very interesting and and i'm going to stay with it there's 10 episodes of streaming now and yeah it's a good one night agent is number two yellow jackets is still still up there is number three Succession, which is very popular. Ted Lasso's down to number five, which is interesting. It's getting a little dark, which I'm not thrilled about, but I'm all in for Ted Lasso. Yep. 
and The Mandalorian is number six. And it's a very well done show of all the Star Wars. But it's Wars number shows. six. Yeah, I mean, of the Star it's... Wars shows that are out there, and there's a million of them now. That's probably one of the best. So that's one I recommend as well. Yeah, but my shocking thing is that it was number one all the first season, and now it's it's not in the top. But you know, number six is still good. Rabbit I mean, Hole with Kiefer yeah. Sutherland. Haven't Tell- watched that yet, but I want to. Tiny Beautiful Things, and then The Chosen, which, again, was another Easter movie. Right. And a new one called Jury Duty, which I haven't seen, but I think that's kind of cool. It follows the workings of an American jury trial through the eyes of a juror who is unaware the entire case is fake. Everybody except him is an actor, Ah. and everything that happens is carefully planned. Was that a reality show? No. I mean, it's it, it's it's a, it's a real... written it's a written series, okay. and it just started, and new episodes are coming April twenty first. But there's an episode that you can take a look at. It's in all the TV shows. It's number ten forty, but you know, in this week's, it's number ten. Wow. In the streaming, so. I just started watching a movie last night called We Have a Ghost, which is on Netflix, and it's kind of funny. It's not the world's greatest movie, but it's entertaining. Uh, it's got some good cast members in it, and if you're looking for just completely mindless entertainment, uh, David Harbour from uh, Stranger Things is uh, one of the stars, and Anthony Mackie. So uh, that's called uh, We Have a Ghost, and that was kind of fun. And uh, another cool, oh, we're going over time, but just to let you know, take a look at what Google TV is doing. They're adding 800 free TV yeah. channels, Tubi, Plex, Haystack. Free. It's all free. To check out the Google Live TV tab on your Fire Stick or your Google whatever. Um, see what's going on with Google TV. A lot is coming free. I, but, you know, free doesn't seem to ever last for long. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you subscribe to YouTube TV or Sling, you can access them there, too. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Things are happening. And HBO Max is uh, launching and getting – there's getting rid of HBO Max – for a new Discovery Plus channel, and I'm a little confused about it. We'll have more about that next week because, you know, streaming, we love it. Yeah, a lot of good stuff out there. There's just so many things to watch that it's hard to keep track. I actually write them down, you know, so I remember what I was watching before. So uh, is that up for us, Marsha? Yeah, That's there we about go. There's it. music. Yeah. All right. Hey, everybody, have a wonderful week, a great weekend, and we'll catch you next weekend. Next weekend's Earth Day, so we'll have some Ah. environmental tech stories, hopefully, for you, because Acer's doing some amazing things. This is Marsha Collier, Mark Cohen, on Computer and Technology Radio. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier, produced by Brain Food Radio Syndication, global food for thought. Tell your friends. Bye-bye.